it is that time of year where it's tax time. We're filing tax returns, making sure that your 2023 taxes are taken care of. And a big question, should you extend? Should you get your tax return done on time? What are the advantages to filing early versus late? What does it mean if you owe taxes? What are some penalties involved? Literally a lot of things that you need to know when it comes to taxes and getting them done and the best strategy to do so. We're going to talk about all that today. So go get your coffee and let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or for QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really foreign? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish that they could stop the financial madness. They want a clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who to call when they at the time of this recording, it is the last address, couple of days of February. It is amazing how we are almost in the month of March. Until they like, how is that even happening? This is wild. <laughs> We're like two in months podcast, in to 2024. It's to hard to believe, frankly. And with that means that we've got two tax deadlines coming up, March 15th and April 15th. And one of the questions I get all the time is, does it make sense to go ahead and file? Should I push it off? I have various clients that insist on getting things done by the deadline. I've got other clients who insist on making sure that they file at the very last second and not a minute sooner. My father happens to be one of those people. God love him. He's always last minute. And so like, what are the advantages on both of those things? First of all, let's talk through which deadline is for which tax returns so that you know what's happening. So the March 15th deadline is for partnership tax returns and S-Corp tax returns. Those two returns are due March 15th. The other two returns are due April 15th, C-Corporations and 1040s. Now, there are a couple of other returns like trust returns, 1041s, uh, 990s for non-exempt, things like that. But we're not going to dig into that today because those are applicable tax returns. They are likely not something that you're dealing with, or if you are, you're probably well-versed in what the requirements for those are. So March 15th, partnerships, S-Corps. April 15th is 1040s, which is your individual tax return, as well as C-Corporation tax returns. The IRS allows for a six-month extension on both of those. If you have a state tax return that is also due, you need to look to see what the filing requirements for that is as far as extensions and things like that. Each state is different. Some states, like Colorado, allows for the acceptance of the federal extensions. In other words, if the federal extension is done timely, then you don't need to send in an extension to Colorado. They accept the extension to the IRS as their own extension. Other states like North Carolina and a variety of other ones require an actual extension to be sent in. You want to look to see what are the requirements for your state if you live in a state that also has state income tax. When you file that six-month extension, 
what does that do for you? Let's talk through the pros and cons of filing on time versus filing late. Probably the biggest reason I would say filing on time or earlier in the season makes sense is if you're buying a house. I've got a client right now. They're actually in North Carolina. They're moving up to Vermont. And when they move up there, they know they're going to buy a new house. And they want to make sure that their taxes are prepared so that when they get up there, they can get a house, get the loan approval, all the things that they need to as they make this transition. So we're filing their taxes early this year. So that tax return can get filed with the IRS. The IRS can then process it through their system because that takes a little bit of time. And then hopefully by the time they get up there, find a house and that will be that'll be available with the IRS because, again, it takes time. So that is one reason why you would want to file earlier in the season. If for some reason you're selling your business, I've got another client, that's what he's doing. And he's selling his business. He's up in Wisconsin and they will need those tax returns to finalize the closing and all the things on this business as that do, that that date comes closer for the close. They're going to have to tidy up all the numbers, all the things. So that's another reason why it might make sense to file earlier as if your business is for sale and they need those returns to finalize that close on your business. There might be some other minor reasons. Maybe you've got a banker that requires the returns earlier in the year. Honestly, most of the time that can be pushed out. They might tell you they want it sooner rather than later, but the reality is most likely they don't actually need it that early. The better reason I would say for pushing it out is it reduces the possibility for audit. The IRS is pretty closed-lipped on exactly how they determine who's going to get audited and that sort of thing. But statistically, people that file earlier in the season are at a greater risk for being audited. So it actually is to your advantage to push out um, at the end of the year. That doesn't mean that you have to wait to get the return prepared, all the things, but waiting to file, it could be advantageous. Uh, It could be a a very positive thing to do. There is a, a myth that says that if you file later that you're at a higher risk for being audited. Based on what I've always seen, I've never seen that to be true. And even talking to ex-IRS agents and things like that, I've always been told that filing earlier is the bigger risk, not filing later. So waiting, if you think about it just logically, it actually makes more sense because they're, the IRS is pulling from the earlier returns for their statistical pooling. If you know anything about statistics, you have to pull a number of returns a number of items from this big list and it's a sampling is what it is and then go through and look to see is everything correct that's essentially what the irs is doing and so they're pulling from earlier in the season versus late so it's always my opinion that waiting is actually better if you can at a minimum just not making the original deadline extending of course and then if you wanted to file a month or two later not wait to the very end then that's cool now here's the thing When you file your tax return past the original deadline, of course, getting an extension, but past the original deadline, and this is your individual tax return, because if you have an S-Corp or partnership, you're not paying tax in that entity, that that money, that profit is actually rolling to your 1040, to your personal tax return, that is where the tax is owed. 
if you don't file and pay by April 15th, the IRS starts accruing penalties and interest. So that's the real kicker, is that you can file an extension by April 15th for your personal tax return, but you need to do your best to pay in as much of the money owed on that tax return as possible to minimize penalties and interest because they don't extend the opportunity for you to pay the taxes. Unfortunately, that's not a thing. (laughs) It's actually against the code. You have to pay in the money owed by April 15th. Then the question is, how do I know how much money I owe? Your CPA, your tax preparer needs to go in and do the calculations to see how much you owe, at least get really close to minimize the amount of penalties and interest as as much as possible. What I typically do on my own tax return is I will get really close to the amount of taxes owed and I might underpay just slightly simply because I'd rather the money in my pocket versus in the IRS pocket. Just a personal preference. The reality is if you owe money every year and you happen to overpay the taxes on your extension, then you just roll that into the next year for an estimated payment. So it's not the end of the world if you do it that way. One way or the other, it's basically the same. (laughs) But you do have to make a payment for taxes owed because again, you are not able to extend the payment. You're only able to extend the filing of the return. Okay, so then let's talk about what are the consequences if you don't file by even the extended deadline. That happens sometimes. Um, Sometimes there are just major life events going on. Maybe um, someone close to you passes away or there's a severe illness in the family. Um, I've seen it happen on both of those situations. I've seen it happen with divorce where a divorce is just so traumatic and a lot of things happening that the tax situation just completely falls by the wayside and it doesn't get done. Typically, it is a pretty significant life event that happens that keeps the tax returns from being filed. When that happens, what kind of penalties do you have at that point? Essentially, what happens is there is a failure to file penalty. Generally speaking, that really is only going to be applied if you end up owing money. They tack it onto the money owed. If you get a refund, there might be a small penalty. It's not going to be as bad as if you owe money, which is why paying in the money is so important. The other thing to know, though, is that if you are owed a refund and you don't file, you've only got three years to get that money back. I've had people in the past that have come to me and they're behind on their taxes and they let me know I should be getting money back and it's been like five years since the taxes should have been filed and it's unfortunate when I have to let them know that's great but we can't get to those years of refunds simply because it's past the time that the IRS provides refunds and so you've literally just given the IRS a bonus which nobody wants to do that I'm aware of anyway those people want that money themselves. So especially if you are owed a refund, get your tax return done. Get the money back because there is a deadline for being able to do that. You don't want to get past that and realize, oh, I could have gotten money back and I can't anymore. The other thing to be aware of is if something happens and you need to amend a tax return, you also have a deadline for that. You can only amend a return three years from either the deadline date or when you file the tax return, because sometimes that varies. Essentially, the short answer is you only have about three years to do an amended tax return. 
So let's just say you realize that there is an error on your tax return. The IRS owes you 20 grand and you don't find it for five years after you file the return. You can't do anything about it. You're not going to get that money back. So being on top of this stuff and making sure that things are handled in a timely manner, frankly, doing your returns every year. I get it. Things happen. And sometimes you have the best of intentions of getting your returns done. And in full transparency, there's a lot of people, you'd be shocked at how many people have past due tax returns. <laughs> it always surprises me when somebody comes and it's been years since they've done the returns and they're finally to a point where they want to get caught up. It happens way more often than what you realize. Stay on top of your taxes. Get them done. It is honestly such a huge stress. I've seen plenty of people that come to me and they realize that they need to get their taxes caught at. And it is such a huge stressor for them. Having added stress is just not necessary. And the interesting thing is in two occasions recently caught somebody up on their taxes. And they were both behind by three or four years, I believe is what it was. And both of them, it was a very stressful situation. They did not like that they were past due. Both of them had some extenuating circumstances that created this issue and they got behind. And it was creating sleepless nights. Both of them were very worried that they owed over $100,000, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars to the IRS. One of them, in fact, told me that they were considering bankruptcy because they just knew that they owed the IRS multiple six figures of taxes. And when I got done with everything, neither of them owed that much. But in their head, it had gotten such like this, the snowball. It's like rolling down the hill, right? And more and more, it's building steam and it's getting bigger because it feels like this major thing that needs to be addressed and they didn't have the time, energy, or effort to be able to do it. And in both situations, it wasn't that big of a deal. I think one of them ended up about 30000 for those four years. The other one, it's going to end up being about 60000 I believe. It's not chump change. It's definitely a decent amount of taxes owed, but at the same time, not anywhere near what either of them thought it was going to be. So what happens when you owe money to the IRS and you can't make that payment, that lump sum amount? The IRS allows for a payment plan if you already owed the IRS money for maybe a prior year and you're already on a payment plan. If you have a tax return that then creates more money owed to the IRS, it actually eliminates that payment plan. So you have to redo the paperwork. There's some nominal fees with the IRS that you have to pay in order to get on a payment plan, basically an administrative fee. But they will allow you to pay that out over the course of 72 months. The interest rate is very reasonable. It's not excessive by any means. In fact, a little bit better than what you get out on the market from what I've seen. The issue is that it does continue to accrue penalties and things like that. So the faster you can get things paid off, the better. That's definitely going to be what you want to do. But if you're just not in the situation to be able to do that, then get on a payment plan. It's really not that difficult. It's an extra form that has to be prepared and sent into the IRS. Then they process it, they approve it, and then they send you a letter to let you know that the payment plan has been accepted. Most of the time, it's going to have to be set up on direct deposit where it just gets pulled from your bank account. And also, so that if you owe money, under 50000 is basically an automatic approval for a payment plan. When you owe more than 50000 it's a little bit more complex. It's not near as straightforward, and the IRS really is more 
they scrutinize more on whether or not they're going to approve the payment plan. And when you owe more than $100,000 to the IRS, they really generally are not going to allow a payment plan without a lot more information. There's extra forms. They really take a hard look at your finances, what other assets that you have, what other streams of income. And it's just not as easy. It actually, when you owe more than 100000 to the IRS, it has to go up a couple of levels within the IRS for approval beyond just the first person that it passes their desk. So when you get to the point where you're owing more money, then that ends up being a bigger issue. And frankly, when people get to the point where they owe that much money to the IRS, that's when it really starts to snowball and it becomes more and more difficult to get the debt paid off. And it's heartbreaking on my end, honestly. I hate when I'm helping a client navigate that because it feels really hard and difficult. And how do you dig out of that? It is possible, but it takes a lot more effort. And that is why making estimated payments throughout the year really is your best bet. You don't want to just spend all the money that you've made and then not have the money to pay taxes at the end of the year. You really need to make sure that you are paying money throughout the year, the correct amount of money, work with your tax professional to make sure that you're paying in the right amount. That should be done quarterly. At a minimum, set that money aside into a separate bank account, a separate savings account, so it's not something you see every day. But do something to allocate, earmark that money so that you're not just spending it. It's really easy to just go out and spend money. It, it, it just is on a variety of different things. And then taxes come due and you're like, crap, I don't have that anymore. So don't get yourself in that situation. Stay on top of it. Work with your tax professional to make sure that you are ahead of the game. If that is something that you need help with, maybe you are behind on your taxes and you're trying to figure out how to dig out of that, how to get ahead of it how to not have that problem every year like you have been, then go to the link in my show notes, book a time to chat. We can talk through how I can help, what that would look like, all the things so that you can know if uh, it makes sense to work with us or not. So that is a free 30-minute discovery call. Link in the show notes. Also, if you have a friend that also owns a business and taxes are just frankly confusing to them as well, and creating a lot of angst and stress, share this podcast with them. I want nothing more than to help more people understand that their small business finances do not have to be complete. It really doesn't, especially if you're partnered with a person that is on your side. So share this with a friend. And as always, a five-star review helps more people hear about the show. So go right now. Don't wait, because we all know that as soon as you're done with this, you're going to get busy. You're going to get a text, a phone call, an email. So go right now, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it so much. And I'm so thankful that you show up uh, week in and week out and listen to the show. It makes me smile and I am so thankful for you. I'll see you next time. 